Please describe the hookup culture here at Wesleyan University in a word. Diabolical. Trash. Passionless. Stressful. Fraught. Garbage. Everywhere. Unsatisfying. Fuck. Okay. Monotonous. Crusty. Funny. <laughs> Twin XL. Mercurial. I've only really been single here like three weeks. <laughs> really stressful to be surrounded by potential hookups, past hookups, crushes, like unrequited loves, like it's all always happening all the time and it's so overwhelming. I would get disappointed if I left a party and I didn't hook up with anyone. If people are going to be doing adult things, they need to be able to have the adult conversation around it. Live from Red Feather Studios. <laughs> Just kidding, this is pre-recorded. Yeah, you're not going to hear this for a super long time. Oops. You are now tuned in unwind the line podcast i'm your host ali fam and i'm here with my amazing co-hosts aviv rao hey y'all and justin campos uh, how is the lie justin's not here he's at a job, job interview. interview seems fake <laughs> unacceptable excuse you can only miss a podcast recording session if you're hanging out with barack and michelle or if you are out on the street saving baby turtles from being run over by cars. Okay. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about everyone's favorite topic to discuss, which is... Hookup culture! Woo! Ugh, gross. Basically, kind of the outline for today's episode is we're going to get some more fun quotes from people, a little bit of kind of like what you just heard, and we're going to have a nice roundtable discussion with some of our fellow classmates, mm-hmm. and then we've got a couple couples coming <laughs> on. Yep. Some of them will even be interviewing each other. So we're going to step out of the role of facilitators or hosts, and we're going to have them do that. And I feel like it's going to get messy and fun and crazy. All right, so Aviv and I are out here. We're doing some field work. We're in the wild. (laughs) We're out on Foss Hill. So you got a little picture of this situation. It's a big hill. It's a big hill. Many students on it. Yeah. Many groups of students. Very representative sample size, lots of weed, some basketball shorts, uh-huh. some jocks with their hands fully down their pants. Yeah, there's some dick massaging <laughs> massaging men out here. That, it's that kind of yeah. day, people. Totally. There's some music going. There's some yeah. bikes on the hill. There's a lot of groups lying on blankets because it's the first warm day. So now we're going to ask people what they think about hookup culture on campus. Okay, so here's what the dick massager had to say. He actually found hookup culture to be a bit bothersome. It's just I'm more of a fan of kind of getting to know people and like, I mean, obviously, you know, sure, just hooking up sometimes is, is fun, but like kind of getting to know the person and, you know, getting another personality more than just having strictly just physical interactions. Yeah. He even started to reminisce a little bit. 
back in the day where you can actually just go, you know, and sit down and talk and whatnot. So in that regard, I, and then people always on their phone and just distracted. So it's just, it's just not like the old days where not that I've ever lived in those, but you know, so. And this dick massager wasn't the only person who seems to have problems with hookup culture. Take this student, for example. He thinks that, well, hookup culture sucks. I think it gets phrased as this like sex positive thing that is good for everyone, but advertently or inadvertently supports more like patriarchal structures. In my experience, men fare better from heterosexual hookup culture than women. Um, queer hookup culture is this whole different thing that I don't even, can't even begin to get into. Something a lot of students seem to resent about hookup culture here at Wesleyan University is the fact that the campus is really small. And it's true. Wesleyan is so small that you absolutely will see whoever you hooked up with. You will see them and use that brunch, so prepare <laughs> yourself. Um, my, oh, so I'm doing Rosebud Thorn of Wesleyan hookup culture. My rose is that it's small so you can kiss your friends. My thorn is that it's small be, so you, could, you have to kiss your friends sometimes. And my bud is that I think there's a really nice community post-grad of cute people that I can kiss that and it makes a difference because Wesleyan is small. But for other students, apparently the small size isn't as important. For example, this student says that... I really like that people on campus are all just like weird in their own ways and just down to do a lot of variety of things. So you can have somebody, you know, traditional hookup, you can have a more consistent hookup, you can have just like, and it's everybody, everybody has such different interests, it's kind of like you can get anything for what you're interested in. So we've already told you that it's a warm and sunny, beautiful spring day out. And there's something kind of special about spring here at Wesleyan. Something actually specifically related to our hookup culture here, rather than just the fact that, well, everyone here is so fucking horny this time of year. A special app comes out called Westcam. Westcam happens once a year around this time, being the beginning of spring, when spring has sprung, some have said. Uh, <laughs> that's, there's something special in the air, and um, there's an app that comes out that, as far as I'm aware, has been around for like a long time, but it was like email-based in the beginning. For Wesleyan students only. Yeah, yeah. Seniors have the ability to message anybody, um, and now, and anyone else can message seniors, but now there's a new dynamic where there's like some super crush thing, which feels kind of whack, but that's whatever, you can like message anybody. Um, but you only get a limited amount. Yeah, there seems to be some inherent kind of like connotation behind getting and and uh, sending Westcams, specifically sexually, I'd say. Yeah, there's there's a lot of like this kind of like these seniors are leaving and they have these crushes that they've had or whatever, and they'll take a last ditch effort to like see what would have been, but also maybe not so wholesome all the time. Um, but also sometimes people just send things because it's like they're their friends. They have friends who are seniors. They have friends who are sophomores. Whatever it is, and yeah. Um, I'd say that's about the gist of it. And so yeah, then we asked some more students how they are using it this year. I personally use it to mess with my friends and kind of see if where they're at. Anonymity, is how you pronounce it? Anonymity definitely allows people to reach out to someone that they usually wouldn't, which is definitely nice. Um, I've definitely used it once or two times to definitely hit up somebody I was too scared to in person. And this anonymity, this ability to sort of reach out to people who maybe you'd be too scared to reach out to in person, can be used for making friends, not just hookups. 
Um, I like have friend cammed a bunch of people that like I'm too shy to like reach out and say you're really cool. And here's what a senior had to say about it. I mean, I feel like I should be feeling like everybody's looking at me, but then I'm realizing it's like not the case. And some people just don't really use it at all. Uh, I haven't logged into Westcam because I've had a girlfriend since high school. I think there definitely are ways to use Westcam, even if you are in a relationship. Like, maybe you and your partner are looking for a third party member for the night. Or maybe you're like this person. I'm like fully all up in all of my friends' Westcams. Um, and also like cheerlead for my friends as they try to hook up with people. <laughs> it's a great, great time. So that was our day on pause. It was really fun, but... We wanted to do something a little more in depth, so we gathered a bunch of our friends and classmates and non-friends and, you know, who knows, uh, just a whole bunch of people, get them in the studio and do a roundtable discussion with them mm -hmm. so about their experiences. about to come on in. Hack oh, yeah. situation. It's going to be schwitzy okay. in here. Mm -hmm. Get ready to sweat. Oh, also, <laughs> a fun thing about this roundtable discussion is that... Mm -hmm. The queer people are going to outnumber the street. But you'll be hearing from our motley crew of uh, friends about their experiences with hookup culture, whether they're involved, mm -hmm. uh, how they participate. There's going to be a combo of single people, people who are in relationships, people who don't participate whatsoever, people who are sober, mm -hmm. um, transfers, athletes, athletes. athletes. We've got the athletes represented True. so that we don't get a complaint from NESCAC. Like, <laughs> you know, the works. We've got it all. Although the baseball coach did literally refuse to let our friend come on the podcast. So didn't get the baseball team represented, but so it goes. Anyway, here they are. Amazing. So how many people are in here right now? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and a tenth person on the way. We are all <laughs> sitting on this this new carpet. Yeah, we're all gonna go around and say our names and pronouns. Um, so it's it's me, Allie. She, yeah, she, hers. Um, yeah, yeah. It's Aviv. Hey, she, her, hers. Hi, I'm Jules. She, her, hers. Uh, Zach, he, his, him. Sam, they, them, theirs. Justin, he, him, his. Sarah, she, her, hers. Nick, he, him, his. Okay, I thought we were gonna do fake names. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, this is Harlow. This is Jerry. She and they. Amazing. Okay. Welcome. Oh, we're really, really stoked to have you all yeah, here. Yeah, we really are. Thank you so much for all coming in. Um, all right. So just like a, a, a potentially fun first question. Um, let's throw out some of the best places to hook up here at Wesleyan University. Stairwell of Albright. 2.5 and Olin Stack. Yeah. There's a pretty easy way to break, uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, astronomy department, but there's a pretty easy <laughs> way to break into Van Black. <laughs> wow. Um, the meditation room in the chapel. Oh. Always, like, we all have 24-hour access with our best ideas. Mindfulness, baby. Yeah, the chapel. Yeah. Yeah. It's a sacred place. I mean. <laughs> 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 
also like my bed. So I guess that brings us to the next question, which is, like, if you feel comfortable sharing, do you participate in hookup culture? Why or why not? Um, and if you are kind of like, um, I don't know, if you've been here more than a year, I guess, how do you f- feel your participation has changed over your time at Wesleyan or has it? Yeah, so I think I pretty actively ho- participate in hookup culture because for me, it's a different way of connecting with people mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily like about the sex per se, but it's about how, it's just about like, seeing a different part of somebody who you already think is cool, which mm-hmm. is fun. Um, but whether or not that's typical hookup culture, I'm not really sure because I have said to my friends who go to other schools that I'm like pretty active in hookup culture and I hook up with a lot of people. But then when I describe the situations and the types of things we do and how a lot of times feelings are involved, they mm-hmm. say that it's not hookup culture, mm-hmm. even though yeah. it's definitely not exclusive with anybody and I'm often hooking up with multiple people at a time. <laughs> um, I would agree with that. I feel like... Um, I participate in hookup culture not because I crave like the sex necessarily but more like the intimacy that allows me to have with other people Um, I came in in a long distance relationship and then um, got dumped in November (laughs) and so and was single for the first time in like since I was like 14 so I was just Mm -hmm. totally thrown thrust in if you will into (laughs) hookup culture at Wesleyan um I feel like I don't really participate, or like I feel like I do in like on an like aesthetic level. <laughs> like I feel like I post a lot about it, and I like front that I do. But I like don't hook up with anyone ever. <laughs> but I like used to like post a lot, like in my sophomore year, about like I used to be like, if you have a crush on me, like come visit me at work, and I would post like once a week about that. But like no one ever visited me, <laughs> and it, like I don't know, like. But I do feel like I also, like, carved out this kind of, like, fun vibe of myself that was, like, Jerry is a fun, flirty person, but, like, I don't know. I do really well, like, not at Wesleyan. Like, mm-hmm. I definitely participate in hookup culture, like, when I'm not here. Same. Like, absolutely not, not, not at all. Like, when I go back home, it's, like, a lot easier because I just mm-hmm. normally use Grindr. It's so easy to yeah. find sex on it at home, but here it's... There's too many factors. I can't go anywhere. I can't have anybody over. Um, and then I run so hot and cold. It's like, like, like one, like I'll, I'll like start messaging someone, and then I feel really bad. But then, and then, but the, like next day, I'll like lose interest and not like even think about it for like yeah, weeks. Mm, totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah, like I West Cam somebody, and then I was like, oh, I just have no desires. Like, you, and now I like, can't even talk to them. I like avoid all eye contact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm almost afraid to have sex. That's like not anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> that is real. Yeah. Um, Okay, something I've noticed as someone who is queer on this campus is that our, I don't know, hookup culture here doesn't feel as queer as, like, the campus, like, purports to be. Mm -hmm. And so, like, supposedly there's all these queer people everywhere, but then you go to a party and it's only straight people making out. And it's like, where are all the queer people I was promised at Wesleyan? I don't know. Maybe that's a personal thing. But if that resonates, I'm really curious to hear, like, if other people have sort of had a similar experience or, like, what queer hookups or lack of hookups are like at Wesleyan or I don't know yeah I was expecting a huge change coming oh, here. Oh, do you also from... want to introduce yourself? Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, Emma. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. 
Um, Welcome. I don't know. So I transferred here from Colby, and there was a tiny, tiny queer community there. Mm -hmm. But what I noticed was it felt more queer at Colby. Um, I think because it was smaller, like we had all these like queer events, like just for women, and we would all get together. Um, and it just felt like such a community. And here it's like mm -hmm. all spread out, and I like yeah. don't know who everybody is. And um, it doesn't even feel that much more comfortable. Like, at Colby, one of the reasons I didn't like it was I'd be, like, kissing a girl at a party and people would, like, gather around and take photos. And I noticed oh, that happens geez. here sometimes, yeah, too. Yeah, word. It does. It's awful. Yeah. <laughs> but you'd think that the space would be, like, more inclusive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I remember people, t when I was saying I was going to Wesley, and people would be like, oh, like, more people are queer than straight there. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> Where are they? like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. And I think because there are a lot, like, there are a lot of queer people, but I don't mm -hmm. think it's, like, at all a cohesive community. Mm -hmm. And then I think that just, yeah, people, like, say shit like that, and that's, like, a misperception. Mm -hmm. um, and I definitely came to Wesleyan being like, um, where are the queer people? Like, I was yeah. really confused, <laughs> and I, I don't know. It took me, like, a really long time to find them. Um, and I also think that's, like, so part of Tinder, at least, for yeah. me, is, like, yeah was like scoping right. out who was yeah, queer. Yeah, exactly. Like, queer Tinder is like a whole other meaning. Like, I don't know, so. Sometimes I feel like there's this like secret lesbian hookup culture that I like don't have access to because yeah. like, I know girls in it and they'll be and I'll be like, oh, I just matched with this girl on Tinder. I'll be like, and then my friends will be like, oh, I hooked up with her. Yeah. And they'll have like, and I feel like there's these lesbians and they've all hooked up with each other, but like somehow I didn't get in on it. Yeah. Oh my God, there's definitely there's like, like a, a club is lesbian alpha gays. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. These gay boys the who just text each other and they've never even met and they text each other and they're like, hey, you want to hook up tonight? And they've never seen each other, never met, and then they go home together. Yeah. So, I, so I think there's like an alpha gay culture. So, mm -hmm. so this, this joke is a little late, but like free gaysons? Is that like what they are? Like? Free gaysons. <laughs> Damn. Is anyone here, uh, would anyone consider themselves an alpha gay? Has it? I also transferred, I transferred from Johns Hopkins, um, and I was in the Greek community there. There were a lot of, like, girls who would make out when they were drunk, mm -hmm. and then were, mm -hmm. like, straight. Um, <laughs> and would ask me to hook up, and but, like, they were drunk, so they're straight. Um, and so coming here when they were actual real gay people was... A, <laughs> um, that was awesome for me. Uh, and when I came back from winter break, um, newly single, I... Like, the only people that I was hooking up with were women, mm -hmm. um, and I, like, didn't know where to find straight men. <laughs> it was really, like, only women, um, and I felt like I had a lot of um, options there, and, like, a lot of people that I could talk to or hit up, like, whenever. So, I don't know. I feel like straight hookups are harder to come across for me. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm part of this like circle that I don't know. I think know. so. Yeah, you are. You made it. Yeah, you did it. <laughs> <laughs> Wesleyan really is gay. <laughs> So I think both of you who transferred like kind of touched on this, but something we were wondering about is for transfers, differences between Wesleyan and the schools that you came from. But I wonder if you have any more insights to share, um, Emma and Sam. In a lot of ways, it felt more predatory at Colby. Mm -hmm. So that's one good thing about coming here. It was like people would go out on a mission to find somebody to hook yeah. up with, and mm -hmm. then they would like brag about it and like talk about it at breakfast, like as if it was an expectation. And I've definitely noticed less of that here, and there's a lot more just, like, going out to dance um, and or hook up and if you want to, and that's okay. Um, and 
Also, I think the drinking culture here has played into how it's a little bit healthier here because at Colby, there was vomiting everywhere every weekend and mm -hmm. sometimes weeknights, mm -hmm. often weeknights. <laughs> it was just like very unhealthy, a lot of binge drinking and less so here. And I think that that mm -hmm. makes it just like safer in terms of a good culture too, just naturally. Yeah, I think I had a similar experience. Definitely like binge drinking was just another level at Hopkins. And also I feel like there was more of like a social status attached to it like you would sleep with someone because you knew that your friends thought that he was hot mm -hmm. or like people would exchange um like hookup stories because you get i feel like like different social value out of different mm -hmm. hookups and i think there's a little bit of that here yeah. um still but i think it's just it's a little bit different. All right. Um, yeah, I'll start with another question. Justin speaks. Yeah. I'm making my debut on this episode. Um, so as we all know, like Wesley and can often be pretty divided between athletes and non-athletes. Like quiet side, loud side. Which for our listeners divide. is the two sides of our dining hall. Yeah. So I was wondering, like, what you guys think about this, like these divisions in terms of hookup culture. Do they exist? Do they not? Or I have a lot to say about yeah, this. Yeah, I know. Okay, so I was on the swim team for my first two years at Wesleyan, and there's just a culture of, like, a lot of hookups within the team. Right. So that's just expected. So right when I came to Wesleyan, there was just, like, lots of hooking up. Like, So I just thought that was, like, what's normal for hookup culture. Um, but also my first year, I spent a lot of time just hooking up with athletes. And then after I quit the swim team, I definitely branched out a little bit more. And I don't want to generalize, because it's definitely not true for everybody, but I've found that within athlete circles, mm -hmm. hooking up is a lot more about the sex itself, whereas um, within other crowds, it's more about connecting with somebody for a night. Um, and I'm not, the second one sounds to be a little bit more pure, but I don't think it is because it's still about the kind of feeling good about yourself and like being seen and being appreciated. Mm. So, for example, when I was hooking up with athletes, we would be hooking up for a while before they would open up to me about super emotional things. But then now, a lot of the people who I hook up with, <laughs> yeah. like, their soul <laughs> is on the floor before we even kiss. <laughs> so, and maybe that's how I've changed over time, too, but that's definitely something I've picked up on. I've had um, an ex a similar experience, I guess, because I, um, so I am the manager of the basketball team <laughs> i like i was recruited here to play but i've had um sur like shoulder surgeries so i can't play mm -hmm. um but i like freshman year i was because i still thought i could play sophomore year so i was very into the team and mm -hmm. i like would hang out with them all the time and all this stuff and it was very um so i was very into like the loud side i guess hookup culture because that was my <laughs> crowd and i think that like um I agree. It was more just like about the sex, but it was more you'd go to a party and you'd be like, all right, yeah, like here's someone made eye contact. That's it, you know? Yep. And um, I don't know. Like, I think, you know, Wesleyan is like a mostly white institution. Um, and I'm curious about like students of color um, and how y'all feel in hookup culture here. And if you've like, perceived some either like overt or mo more covert like racism wow. in the hookup scene um and if you'd be willing to talk about that that'd be really interesting i think and insightful this isn't like I, this no one has ever said this to me like who i've talked to on grinder from wesleyan but mm -hmm. i get a lot of like 
I don't get like a lot of like oh I don't hook up with Asians which I guess is good but I get like the opposite of like wow I'm really into mm, Asian like fetishizing yeah which, oh my goodness like you know if you just like if you don't say that I would never know <laughs> if you just say I'm too like this hey come on in we have yeah. another guest y'all <laughs> last do you want to say your name super quick uh my name's Ailey. Yeah, Eileen and I actually had great timing. Mm-hmm. Had a similar conversation a week ago yeah, about like, and you, yeah, yeah, Ali was there too. Yeah, about um like hookup culture and uh, how race ties in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I personally, um, as a person of color, have experienced. I think like mm-hmm. there has not so, not so much racism, but race has been in a conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and hookup mm-hmm. culture here i feel like like there is fetishizing on it i've actually been called a fetish and then i kicked the person out of my room after that because like no um which is a little ridiculous um and then i think but it's been interesting because it's also like i personally um come like my family like my i've come from more of a white culture growing Mm -hmm. up um, even though I'm a person of color. So then I've even realized, like, with hookups with people of color, when we have, tr- like, I've had a hookup with someone where, I like, we were talking, and they were like... Oh, you're not actually black, are you? Which is another ridiculous yeah. thing. Yeah. So it's yeah. just, I've had some weird conversations mm-hmm. with people about race, and, like, personally, in my experiences, race has actually played a part. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I, I don't know how, how much this applies, because... I'm, I'm I'm white passing because um, I'm I'm a Puerto Rican, but um, I, I, I and um I've hooked up with people who like after a while just like we we'll, we'll have a conversation or something, and this has happened like multiple times, and they've said something like oh I'm just like not attracted to like black people or Hispanic people. I'm like, the funny thing about that is, <laughs> um, but it, it's just it, it, it mm-hmm. it's such a bizarre thing. Mm-hmm. It, it's and it's happened here. Yeah. I don't know at a place. Wow. That, Supposedly, like, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm also white passing a Filipino, uh, Filipino and Chinese, and I've, I kind of feel like, I mean, I think this is an issue outside of hookup culture, but also inside of hookup culture, it kind of feels like I'm, like, too white for people of color and too brown for white people, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and there's, yeah, there's something about, I think, I've had hookups with white people who are, like, into the idea that I'm a person of color, but, like, don't really... But because I look white, it's, like, easy for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's something yeah. about, like, being a fetish, but, like, kind of being, like, an accessible mm-hmm. uh, fetish. Yeah. So, like, because yeah. I was raised in a white culture, mm-hmm. being something, like, mm-hmm. they play up how much of a person of color I am because it's cool. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, totally agree with the comments. And often they'll try to come off as compliments, like, saying, I'm down with the brown, or, like... Yeah. Just because it <laughs> rhymes doesn't make it okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, thank you guys so much for your insights. Um, yeah, if you want to pose a question group? to the group or like if there's something, an aspect of your experience with hookup culture or dating culture at Wesleyan that you feel like we haven't touched on that you want to bring up, like mm. this is your space to do that. Feel free. Yeah. yeah. I wonder where, I feel like no one has ever really taught me how to flirt. And I feel like some people are just like, <laughs> yeah. I don't, like, which is why I appreciate Grindr yeah. because it's on, on like a certain level, yeah. it's just, like so straightforward. Mm-hmm. It's like, 
idiot yeah. proof for me. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm like so, and then like other people are like, oh no, like I'm like so good at this. It's, like I'm curious where people like learned that because no one taught me that like growing up and like or like even like in high school was like that's yeah. something yeah. like I never picked up on how to do. I just make way too much eye contact. Yeah, wait, I want to hear people's flirting strategies. <laughs> how have you snagged your hookups or or partners at Wesleyan or whatever? Oh, no, and I think this is like why I don't hook up at Wesleyan is that I think you have to be like in kind of like a sexy vibe slash mood yeah and you have to be sending out sexy vibes to like get them back so if you just feel like totally celibate and like mm-hmm. like a like a shell of a body like, <laughs> but like it's hard to like send those vibes like get mm-hmm. them back mm-hmm. um that's yeah. my feeling yeah um i have a random note that I, i've always felt as like an athlete like i felt like just looking at i felt like there is like a queer culture that I am not a part of because like mm-hmm. I've been to gay co-op um and like every time I've been there I felt like kind of other to bit maybe it's just my insecurities but like I've been felt other to bit because like I'm an athlete and I'm like a typically masculine looking dude and like I don't know I just felt like mm-hmm. people would either look at me weird or just not look at me at all and mm-hmm. like I just felt that kind of imp- impenetrable so it's almost like it's like almost socially easier for me just to like hook up with women here mm-hmm. I don't know yeah yeah, I'm curious. Um, I think I've sort of had that experience here, yeah. too, as a queer person. Like, yeah, me too. Do you ever feel, like, people who are, like, pan or bi, like, do you ever feel kind of, like, Wesleyan or, like, any kind of force here on this campus, like, pushes you to hook up with people of, like, I don't know, the opposite gender? I'm putting that in quotes, which the viewers at home can't see. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I know we were talking earlier, Zach, um, in the car, Zach and I were hanging out, and Zach was saying something about how he and his band covered a song, and then, like, were told that they shouldn't cover that song because they're not queer or something. I was like, I, I, I like boys, so does, so does my lead guitarist, but okay. Um, um, yeah. Whatever. Like, not a big deal. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, I think that kind of erasure, um, or not even erasure, but sort of like... Assumption. You know, assumption, exactly, is, I think, maybe what we're getting at. Because I felt, I felt, I felt like, I felt like I was being viewed as a straight person whenever I went there. I don't know if, if that's like I, I don't like present myself as a viable option, but I just don't feel comfortable. <laughs> I don't like feel comfortable like presenting myself as a viable option to like anyone. I, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I feel like in the queer community, I'm gender queer, and I feel like the queerer mm-hmm. I get, the like harder it is to be part of straight culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like in the queer community, there's also pressure to be queer in a certain way mm-hmm. and like yeah. look a certain way and hang yeah. out with certain people mm-hmm. and even like a kind of like fuck straight people kind of vibe, which I totally understand, but um, it's hard to feel like I can participate in like straight man mm-hmm. culture and also like queer women culture at the same time because mm-hmm. I feel like they want very different things yeah. from me. Yeah. yeah, I definitely have often felt like I'm just like not queer enough for the Wesleyan like queer community mm-hmm. and like very intimidated by people who were like, yeah, like, I came out in sixth grade. The womb was my closet. Gotcha. Um, I don't know, does anyone have any last other points they want to bring up or questions Was the groupies? Anything about nature? If you are my secret admirer and you do want to send me flowers, my West Fox number is 90500. Okay, so while we were talking to all of our fellow students and friends, we kind of realized that we 
more on really hitting the perspective of students in relationships. And so we decided it would be valuable to bring a couple of couples on. And I love that joke. I it's know. Really <laughs> <nice>. I wonder <laughs> how many times we'll end up using it in um, this podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so, yeah. So our first couple on today is going to be Mina and Nate. And They're super fun and cool. Mm-hmm. And probably going to have wild things to say. Um, <clears throat> so now that, now that, um, we have this sort of platform, um, I just want to have you confirm in public that you watch me sleep. I don't do that. Uh, <laughs> Mina, you, li- I literally woke up and you were watching me sleep. I just had my eyes open in the direction that you were in. Mina, they were wide. <laughs> I just, your eyes were wide open. I was open. stretching my you were, face you were muscles. Like, well, no one can see what that looks like so it sounds like everything you just said is fake um mina has a mina has a little tick uh whenever they're lying uh wherein um they'll they'll look off to the corners of the room like very (laughs) like very clearly uh so when i asked mina are you are you watching me sleep mina was mina did exactly that and then was like no which is always you it's always do that whenever you Look, whenever it's actually yes. <laughs> I see that you're trying to be very rude in front of our audience. So let me explain that I just happened to be stretching my face muscles in the direction that he was in in the night distance. Mina, you have also told me that you watch me sleep. You have also I have taken peeks. I'm you, not going to let you take no pictures not... of me sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> Gotcha. Okay, okay. Ah, the empirical evidence to support okay, my claim. Okay, but just because I take pictures doesn't mean that I watch you. I maybe, glimpse at you. Maybe you need to look at me in order to take the pictures. You don't know how long I'm looking, though. Mina, do you look at the pictures? Okay, next question, please. Okay, let me tell you the question that I have prepared. One of many. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> I don't like that. Who is the cutest person on campus? Um, are you familiar with um, someone named Shoshana? <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so the other night I had this horrible, horrible nightmare that Nathan, who doesn't even want to stick and poke, asked someone named Shoshana, who I hate now, for a stick and poke. And in my dream, I yelled at him for so long because I could give him one, I gave it to myself. Mina got mad at me <laughs> because somebody who could not give me something that I didn't want gave me that thing in their imagination. Okay, let me explain how our relationship works. We are in a committed relationship that is also open, and that relationship comes with boundaries. One of the boundaries is do not hook up with Shoshana. Don't look at Shoshana. <laughs> Mina, Never ask Shoshana this? for a tattoo. <laughs> Next question, Nate. <laughs> I'm waiting. Oh, I thought that you were going to do a question. Okay. Oh, you oh, you want me to do it? I thought okay. we were going to go back and forth. Well, my question is, when did you first know that you loved me? Ah, one day we were burning hair in his room, and the room smelled so bad because it was burning hair. But it was very beautiful to see the hair spark up and become small. And I found myself smiling so much that my cheeks hurt for days, and I knew that I was in love. Oh, that's, that's How about nice. you? When did you know that you loved me? That's when really, you 
got drunk and left two <laughs> handles in my room and passed out. I didn't leave two handles in your room. I brought them back with me. Oh, great. I didn't even get a gift. Do <laughs> you remember Valentine's Day when you brought me a plastic bag with a bar of chocolate that you found on the side of the street? Yeah, well, it was still a nice gesture. It was not. It was a very rude gesture. Well, you thought it was a nice gesture. Yeah, because I didn't know at the time that you could have found it on the street. But, baby, it was chocolate. It was a bad chocolate. It was like 95%. It was okay. It was really bitter. Well, I I like bitter chocolate. I started putting in my coffee, so it was fine. Wait, yeah, sorry, what was that? Uh, It was a nice gift that actually had pragmatic use. I think that we should cut this part out because it just shows you being a poophead. So, Nathan, do you have a location that reminds you of me? I don't know. We just kind of spend time in our rooms and sit. I was hoping that you would say DC or the ice cream place in town. Okay, well, I didn't know know this was a multiple choice question, you (laughs) fuckboy. Okay, okay, let me ask a different question because you can't answer that one. So, how is being open different on campus versus off? Um, on campus, uh, I think we definitely, um, end up communicating more about hooking up with people because being in the same sort of proximity where we, you know, are are seeing each other all the time, um, it just sort of like, just like, um, hooking up with somebody else just means that there are like different implications in the way that we structure our day because we usually spend a lot of time together, but then it's like, you know, we don't do that, you know at the time that someone's or someone else is hooking up with yeah yeah you know yeah, yeah so our days are structured differently because we have yeah. to cut out a piece it sounds like yes mm-hmm. y'all awesome i also find that when you're off camp oh when we're both off campus we go on more dates with people rather than just going to their homes and yeah, smoking and having a hue yeah <laughs> having a hue um <clears throat> is that the end of the question I guess. Do you have anything else to ask? I have more. Um, I always come prepared because I expected you to fuck up. Mina. <laughs> I thought I reminded you thrice. I have I questions. Fine, go. Do you think that? Do you think that we would have been a relationship if not for Tinder? No. Would you have thought I was weird? I did think you were weird. I unmatched you. Remember? Me 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 me. Tinder was surprisingly instrumental in our relationship. Yeah, Would we, you like to explain? Um, yeah, we matched on Tinder on September 3rd, Aww. 2016. Wow, that's so long ago. Yeah. We should have uh, an anniversary party. Yes. I remember I remember I actually had a party on that very day. That I wasn't invited to. It was, it was themed for like the number three because it was September 3rd. Um, and there were three people hosting, and it was the third floor of Music House, and um, and so I got real hammered, as one would expect, um, and um, and then I I don't know I, I oh I made out I made out with a dude, and then I was you really messaged me on Tinder. I just made out with a dude. It was an exciting time. I don't really Which do is, that. Which like, is good for you, but it wasn't great flirting. <laughs> It was bad flirting. Yeah, and then we met. Then we met in front of falafel, and I thought you told me again that he made out with a dude. Are you one of those people who swallow toothpaste? Uh, I mean, like if I'm in my room, like and I'm brushing my teeth, and I and I'm afraid of ghosts, then I won't go up to the bathroom. (laughs) I'll just like swallow the toothpaste and like rinse and swallow that too. 
our next couple, I feel this is kind of a, I feel like they're a campus famous couple. Totally. They are campus celebs, A-listers, yeah. <laughs> and we managed to snag an interview. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> I wonder what celebrity couple they would be if we had to, like... Oh my gosh. My pop culture knowledge is too poor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but... <laughs> Um, but yeah, they're campus celebs. We managed to snag an interview. It was a big moment for us all. The mm-hmm. podcast is on the up and up, people. Mm-hmm. Uh, who now knows what'll come celebs. next? <laughs> who knows? Maybe the Obamas. <laughs> That's pretty much the next step up from getting Jordan and Sam on the show. <laughs> anyway, let's go ahead and hear from them. You don't need to hear more from us common people. You can hear from the celebs themselves. <laughs> When did you come up with the questions? Um, earlier today. So you remembered? Yeah. I'm sorry that I forgot. That's okay. Oh, you want me to ask one? Yeah, you wrote them. I don't have anything. Okay, one I had was, do people come to us for it with advice or, or for advice or with questions about anything other than being open? I'm trying to think about Um. Maybe not to me. But. People have come to me about what it's like to date someone who's white. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had like one or two people ask me what it's like to have, uh, women specifically ask me what it's like to have, to date a white male mm-hmm. and like the things that come with that or like if it's worth doing or something. Yeah, I guess people come to me with questions. Yeah, I feel like we have like meetings with people Yeah. P- at least like once or twice a month, whether it's like for someone's project, yeah. at least me. Whether it's, like, for someone's project or, like, for a couple that ha- is questioning that type of thing. Yeah. Like, it's pretty... I feel like we should charge. <laughs> is that... Are those your only questions? I had, um... Did you have fears going into this relationship as, like, your first serious relationship? And, like, what were they? I think the biggest thing about relationships that I was was afraid of and still am was, like, losing my independence and, like, losing part of myself I think like the biggest fear was that like I would like wake up and it would be like my last semester senior year and I would have realized that I had done every single thing with someone else in mind so I think that's been that it was my biggest fear and that is still something that like I actively have to work against that was something that when you we were trying to date or when you were trying to date me (laughs) (laughs) I was very clear about like I I'm scared of being with just you. I don't know. Like, I feel like you've proven that you're not ever going to... Tight down. Yeah, make me make some sort of decision that compromises myself. So I, I guess I don't really have any fears anymore. Did you... You're saying people come to you, like, wondering what it's like to date a white guy. Mm-hmm. And, like, what were you worried about about that before we started dating? Or, like, were you or... I think I was more worried about what people would think. Like, I think white people it's and white men specifically, I think it's very clear the ways that they're harmful and problematic, like, very immediately. Yeah. So I think by the time that you and I were intimate enough for me to even consider dating you, I wasn't, like, worried that you would do, like, any type of microaggression mm-hmm. or anything. I think I was more worried about, um, yeah, I guess what people would think, what it would look like for me to have, like, a certain set of beliefs and like politics but then yeah. also be dating you yeah um 
every single person I hook up with, I like picture what our kids would would look like. So I was afraid that our that my kids with you would be white passing, or just like not look black, which is a very. But yeah, I think that was. I think I also. Mm, this wasn't that much of a fear because again, you kind of proved really early on that this wasn't going to be an issue. But I think very very early on, I was worried about um, how honest with you I would be able to be about that type of thing. Yeah. Like, I remember specifically, like, wanting to go... I was, at, like, going out to go to, like, X house, and it was still in the phase where, like, we would text each other to hook up every night or mm-hmm. every weekend or something. And I so I knew you were going to text me, but I didn't want to have to lie yeah. or I didn't want to have to be like, don't come to X house, but I also yeah. didn't want to be the one who brought... The white guy to X House. The white guy to X House to hook up with him publicly. Yeah. Um, so I think, like, in that moment, I was like, fuck, how do I, like, how is he going to react? How do I, like, phrase this of, as, like, I don't, like, there are certain things I don't want you to be a part of. Um, but I think, I don't know, I just I just did phrase it and you did, and you did exactly the right thing, yeah. which was listen to me. So I think after that... Um, everything like yeah I wasn't really worried about that anymore um I guess also there's always some fear about your family yeah I was gonna say same thing about your family yeah and my yeah and my family too yeah I, as you and I get closer and like now our families are starting to be to know each other to know each other yeah that's just is gonna start being yeah. more of a fear I think especially outside of college if yeah. we're still Assuming we're still going to be some type of together, um, I think family will come up as a bigger issue. Yeah. Because even if you're, you know what I mean? Like, okay, I, I get along with your parents, obviously. Yeah. And I really do love them, but I, like, have this just fear of, like, being at, like, a Passover uh, yeah. Seder or anything. And they're, like, not them specifically, but, like, your Someone family as, like, a liberal Jewish family or, like saying exactly like get out parents shit yeah exactly like you know like saying some like new york times headline you know what i mean like there's always going to be that fear and it's something that probably will happen and then when we watched get out together that was like me watching it like come to life yeah in some sort of way yeah it's just like oh god oh god oh god and watching it that we were watching with your parents yeah at the same time was just a lot I'm glad we're watching it with mine, though, and not yours. Yeah, no, I think it fucking... All of us would have... Been in the sunken place. I would have gone to the sunken place if your parents were watching it. Yeah, of course. Of Um, course, of course. But, yeah, I think that's, like... You've been a a really good white person to date. My house has agreed. Yeah, (laughs) and I I still do, like, every time that I'm at your house, get nervous about... Taking up space. Like, taking up space or, like, that... I am, like, the white boyfriend that Isn't, their yeah. child brought home from college. Yeah. And, like... Yeah. It's, like, a really happy Oh, wait, about I'm them. at my house, like, Woco Home. Oh. I was thinking about your house. I get nervous. I do get nervous in Woco Home about taking up space. Mm-hmm. I worry about it less because it's, you know, your parents versus your housemates. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, luckily my parents are pretty old and don't, I think, don't even have any type of vocabulary about... I think they don't even understand the concept of digging up space. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is cool. <laughs> mine, mine neither, probably. 
Do you have any more questions? Um, I don't know. I feel like you have an easier time being intimate with people that we have sex with than I do. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. But I've always been, like, even before we were together, like, the very first person that I even kissed, like, I think I was, like, very cuddly and touchy in a Mm -hmm. way that was super intimate, which got a lot of bad reactions. Like, because I think that's something that scares a lot of guys, like, thinking, like, oh, like, they thought that I was going to be, like, a clingy wife girl. And it's just, like, I just want to, like... Touch. touch your face yeah. or something you know yeah. what I mean so yeah I've definitely always been like that um which is back to what we were talking about before this which is like that's I mean that's exacerbated now mm-hmm. with the people that I'm hooking up with currently because you're about to leave yeah I guess subconsciously I'm preparing for, for you to not be here yeah. and for me to be here with all of these separate people I'm making it sound like it's like a village. I mean, I it, kind of like, it kind of is a village. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, Jackie was saying, if everyone that you've hooked up with was in a room together, how long would it, it take, take them, them to, to figure, figure out, out why they were all like what they had in common? I think yeah. for you, pretty quick, qu- pretty quick. Yeah. For me, I, could take I, a little. So bit. not. Think about how fucking yeah. random the people are. Like That's true. so so out of the blue. I think that if I had a party of people that I've hooked up with, they so few of them would even know each other. Yeah. That's hyperbole, but, like, But you know it I would mean? take more. Or there would be, like... They're, like, from different, more varied walks of life. Yeah, there would be, like, cliques at the party. Whereas I think yours would be a more fun party. <laughs> in terms of cohesion. Yeah. A lot of friends. <laughs> oh, my God, I'd be there. Yeah. I'd be, the I'd M- be at yours. I'd be the MC of Sam. You'd be the... <laughs> <laughs> Sam's... Oh, I was gonna call it something vulgar. Sam's. Um, I want to hear the vulgar. Later. Ooh. <laughs> In conclusion, everyone should think about being open and talk to us about it. Talk to us about it. If you have any questions? Um, you want to watch Get Out together? <laughs> um, A two, a one, two, three, four. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Unwind the line. This podcast is produced by me, Ali Fam. Our technical support comes from the one and only Red Feather Studios. Woo! Big, big thanks to Ben Salter. Music in this podcast was produced by Declan Moybichau, Brian Bradley, and AJ Giacano. And our theme song was produced by Isaac Price Slade. And if you enjoyed their musical performances on this episode, then you can find more information and more of their music um, on some links on our website. If you like our podcast, honestly, it would be bomb if you could write us a review on iTunes. Uh-huh. If you have something to say to us, say it to our email. Unwind the line podcast at gmail.com. Check out our website if you're bored and want more episode information or if you want to buy some pretty sweet hand-printed tote bags. Unwindtheline.podbean.com If you're still listening at this point when the episode is really over, you should... Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> our Instagram handle is... Unwind the line.